Hope you're good. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for being here. It's great to have you. If you are here, uh, really fresh, new from Christmas, maybe Christmas service last week you came and this is your, your time back. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. And if you're watching us online, I want to welcome you as well. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you watched for the first time on Christmas and you kind of felt like, uh, I'll give this another try. Uh, we just appreciate that so much. Or even if you're listening to this, because here's the point, this is why we're all here, this is why we do this thing, and that is so that every single one of us can be drawn into a closer relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And you know, that starts sometimes by, by just kind of putting our feet in the water, and so uh, if that's you, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we are starting a brand new series today, and we're going to do this for four weeks, and, and I think it's, it's kind of a a, a, a wonder when you, when you see this, that out with the old is kind of the series, and you kind of wonder, like, out with the old, what does that mean? And hopefully as we go on today and, and the next few weeks, you will understand how helpful this is and how important this is for us to know. Now, this whole series kind of has a subtitle to it, which is how can we increase or grow uh, or, or get better in our relationship with God? And I think the whole goal is that we want to improve our relationship with God. And in order for us to improve, in order for us to get better, in order for us to move forward in, in so many areas of life, there, there are really two things we have to do. One thing's really important that we need to build on a foundation. And I think it's really important that we build on a foundation so we can keep growing. Kind of like uh, some of you uh, remember maybe uh, going to school, you know, for first, second, third grade, and you're, you're starting to learn math. Well, you don't learn all of it at once. You, you learn some basics. You learn, you know, addition and subtraction first, you know, and you kind of, and, and once you kind of get that down, then you, then you grow to what multiplication and division is all about. And, and when we learn things, we build on that for, to get better, to improve our lives in, in so many areas. I remember when my wife, this was years ago, when she started taking sewing classes and she went, she goes and spends an hour at this place, comes back and she's practicing. And I, and I thought, that's all they taught you? You know, just, just a, a couple of lines, you know, or stitches. You learn these stitches. But as she went back, she learned that those stitches are foundational and you grow on those and you, you add to that and build so you can come better and, and improve. And, and there's so many areas of our life that are like that. But here's what we probably don't think about very much. A lot of times in life, in order for us to improve, there are certain things we have to stop doing. A lot of times... We, we think it's a foundation, but we can't build on that foundation. We have, to, we have to go a different direction. Like that can get us so far, but now we have to do it a whole different way. And we got to kind of let go of that foundation or let go of some of those original things. For example, and this is going to be a weird example, but cars. Most cars today are fuel injected. Why? Because it's better, right? And the carburetors, which cars used to have carburetors, this is where uh, a, an air-fuel mixture went into a spray, went through a venturi, increased up speed, and, and went into the cylinder where it could explode and provide horsepower. But as much as auto manufacturers tried to perfect carburetors, it, they, they could never, it could go so far and never go past that. So they had to actually dump the idea of a carburetor and come up with a whole new system of fuel injection which then could take it so much farther and is so much better. They didn't, they didn't build on the carburetor. They did away with it and went into fuel injection. Think about 
How many of you remember telephone lines everywhere? Telephone lines, some of you are so young you don't know what that is, but telephone lines were, were everywhere. And, you know, in, in, in the attempt to increase or, or better improve on us using a telephone or talking, they just built more and more lines. And I, I remember trying to, like, you know, wire was the way to do it. And we just tried, let's try to make this wire system better. I remember a time when a, a phone hooked to a wall had a cord and they made those cords like 30 feet long. You could walk all the way through the house with this big cord behind you. But, but here was the thing, to improve on telephones, they had to do away with this whole lines and cords and wires and, and go to the, uh, this whole wireless system. And, and just kind of, a, a, here's the thing, they didn't build on the wires. They did away with it and came up with a, a whole new system. And I think that is so true with this idea of you and I growing spiritually, improving our relationship with God. And bar none, this is what God wants more than anything. Every single one of us are special to God. He knows us. He, he knows everything about us. And his love for us is so incredible. And God wants each one of us to be closer and closer to him. He, he wants to be more and more a part of our life. And in order for that to happen, no matter where we are, whether we've been a, a follower of God, a Christian for a long time, or, or whether we're not even sure yet, no matter where we are on the spectrum, these two principles apply. That to get closer to God, to, to grow in that, we have to add to, we got to build on some foundations in our life, like, uh, like prayer, or worship, or spending time with God. We gotta build on those things for this to get better. But what we don't think about very often is, in order for us to improve in this relationship with God, there are certain things we have to stop. We have to stop believing, we have to stop doing, we have to just do away with the old in order for us to increase in our relationship with God. Now, I, I, I don't even know necessarily how to start this, there's so many words for this, but in, in Christianity, in our, in our Bible, in our whole system, I can break it down to two major things. There is Judaism and there's Christianity. I could say that there is an old covenant, an old agreement that God had with humanity or with his people, and there is a new covenant, a new agreement, a new way that God works with with, with us. And this whole Judaism versus Christianity, or maybe I could say Old Covenant, maybe I could say this, a, a works-oriented, performance-based connection to God to a faith-based connection to God. But these two are very, very different. And I think for us to understand growing in our relationship with God, we need to understand that these two are different. As a matter of fact, the Old covenant or Judaism as a, as a religion or the workspace thing, God's agreement, this, how this worked, this whole religion is kind of around this. And, it, it's, and it's worked like this. And I could read scripture after scripture. I'm not going to. This pretty much sums up this covenant or this agreement or this way that God worked with Judaism. He said to them, look, today I am giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. This came through uh, Moses, 
the Ten Commandments, 600 other laws for the Jewish nation to run by. He says, but you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. Judaism, Old Covenant, Old System basically comes down to this. Obey, you will be blessed. Disobey, you will be cursed. This is what you will read in the, a lot of the Old Testament. We will read in the uh, relationship between Israel or the, the Jews and God. And if you read your Bible, you will come across this a lot. This was God's agreement. God had a purpose for this. The purpose wasn't the same as Christianity. God's purpose for this old covenant was not necessarily for people to have a relationship with him. It was so that God had a plan to bring a savior into the world, that he called the people, started with Abraham, that, hey, I am going to make you into a nation where I can, my original plan to bring a savior for mankind into the world. I need you. I, I want you to start a nation out of you. Matter of fact, many nations, and I'm going to bless you and your name's going to be known. All, all these promises that he did. And then, uh, Jacob came along, which is his grandson, became the 12 tribes of Israel. And then Moses and the law came in that God could, the purpose here was that God would separate his people from the rest of the world, that he could have a people that he had a covenant with, an agreement. You do this. You have, I will bless you so you can be uh, uh, great and you can be blessed and everybody's going to notice a difference so I can bring a savior through you. But here was the agreement with them, very clear. If you obey, I will bless you. You do my commands and you know what? You're gonna have green pastures. Your flocks are gonna grow. You're gonna have many children. You're gonna have land. If you obey me, I will bless everywhere you go and everything you do. But in this same agreement was, but if you disobey, not just bad things will happen, but I will curse you. Pretty strict, pretty harsh. This is how God worked in his old covenant with the nation of Israel, the Jewish religion, is this is how he worked. If you do what I say, you'll be blessed. If you don't do what I say, you're going to be cursed. And my question to all of us is this. How often do we do we experience this? How, how often do you feel like, I can't really go to God. God God's not favorable with me right now. He, I, I know that I'm, I'm doing a sin, and I know it's against him. And so, hey, listen, how often have you ever said, because I hear it a lot, yeah, my, my kid's sick, or I lost my job because I just have been disobeying God, and I, I just haven't been doing things right, or wow, things are going really good in my life, you know, and oh, well, you must be obeying God. And, and here's the thing, whether we say it or not, how much are we affected by this type of thinking? And, and the point is, is this, this is not Christianity. This is not the new covenant. This is the old agreement that God had. This is Judaism. And I know that none of us here say, I'm trying to be a Jew, but yet, 
This affects our life. And, and here, here's, I'm trying to get to this point, is this. Jesus came along. He actually did. God's plan was fulfilled through Judaism, through the Old Covenant, that he did have some people. He brought his Savior into the world. And then when Jesus did what he did, you know, and, and changed his soul to come, something Jesus said uh, on the very, he was on the cross, and one of the, uh, the last things he said was this. He said, it is finished. Now, I don't know everything he meant by that, but I think it's pretty safe to say that what he did mean, or part of what he meant was, my mission is complete. I have done what the Father sent me here to do, that it is finished. My sacrifice is done. What he's saying it is finished is the religion of Judaism is over. It is finished. God's plan is over and it's done. God's old covenant is over and it's done. It is finished. I am starting something new. I am starting what's called Christianity. It is in Christ. No longer are people judged by. No longer does God look at people and say, if you do what I say, you'll be blessed. If you don't do what I say, if you disobey, you'll be cursed. Jesus said, it's over. It's finished. Because I took care of that. Christianity is so much more amazing. It's a, you can't even compare Christianity, this, this God's, uh, I guess, dealing with us through his grace and through his gift as we can compare through this obedience of do or don't do, make it or don't make it, I'm after you or I'm not, and, and it's absolutely over. Christianity is a whole new way. To be, to do away with the old means we can experience the new, that we can actually grow in our relationship with God when we understand we need to do away with the old. It is finished. We are no longer measured by God by if you obey, I'll smile and you can talk to me. If you disobey, I'm going to punish you. It's over. It's, it's done with. This Christian thing is amazing. And what Jesus came to do for us is, is for all people to just accept him and what he did. This is so amazing. We can't even hardly comprehend the gift of God through Jesus Christ. The, the familiar passage, we read it a lot, is John 3.16. You'll probably see it on a football game tonight. I don't know, somewhere that, hey, God so loved us. He loved us so much that he gave his son that whoever would believe in what he did for them would not perish but have everlasting eternal life with God. That what Jesus came to say, we are no longer measured by our performance and if you do right, if you obey, you're okay. If you disobey, you're not okay. It's finished, it's over. Now it's Jesus came to make us right with God. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, he who knew no sin, Jesus, the Son of God, became sin so that you and I could become right with God. That Jesus took all the punishment, all of, as a matter of fact, Jesus took the curse that you and I deserve because of our disobedience. He took the curse for us so that we could be right with God. 
that this this verse uh, in Romans. I mean, this is this is the New Testament. This is Christianity. It's all over the Bible. But this verse kind of attached to our church name a little bit. It says he was delivered over to death for our failures, for our disobedience. He took on the cross our disobedience as if he himself had done it and we were, were free from it. He took for, for our sins, our disobedience, and was raised to life for our justification, for our right standing with God. Therefore, because of this, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God, not through our performance, not through I'm doing everything right, I will obey. We have peace with God because of something completely different, because of what Jesus did for us. We have peace with God through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We now are right with God because of Jesus. And we are no longer judged by God by our obedience or disobedience. We are no longer blessed when we obey and cursed when we disobey because of Jesus. These two are completely different. And you and I have, have got to learn in our lives and in, in this growing in our relationship with God is we got to put out the old out of our thinking, out of our mind, out of our guilt, out of all that. We've got to distance ourselves from that old covenant, that old agreement, that Jewish religion. We are not Jewish. We are not based on that, but we are Christians. And to do that, and here's where, and, and this whole this whole little talk really has everything to do with this and i would hope and pray that we would all understand this that we're not arby's we can't mix and match and i know so oftentimes we do it maybe it's a habit maybe it's something we've learned but we cannot mix and match the old covenant judaism the new covenant and Christianity. If, if, we, if we try to mix and match this, if we take, well, a little bit of the old and try to apply it to the new, it will kill our relationship with God because we will never measure up to, be, to, to allow God into our life. As a matter of fact, this is, it, listen, if you, if you struggle with the, the mix and match thing and you I know you went to a Bible study and they, they read a verse to you that says, well, you better obey God or he's going to... I know, I know we struggle with this. We've got to learn to separate the two. But you're not alone. This was one of the biggest contentions of the new church. When Jesus left this earth and he left to, to the 12 disciples, actually about 120 believers at the time, and said, hey, go build my church, build the kingdom. I'm the Savior. I'm the one, the promised one from God. And this is God's, you know, God's rescuing mankind through Jesus. Go and build this. This is one of the hardest things, one of the most difficult things they faced. And that is people wanting to mix and match. There were, there were Jewish people who were putting their faith in Jesus Christ, but they wanted to also keep in a little bit of the old. Hey, well, I mean, Jesus saves us and Jesus is wonderful. He's the Messiah. But you better do this. 
and you better do this of the old covenant of, of the Jewish religion. And they kept doing that. And they said, hey, listen, that, that's not working. And then when Gentiles, non-Jewish people, put their faith in Jesus Christ, there was such a movement. It was so hard for people, just like it is us, to say, well, I can't just accept all this. You know, you, the Jews were saying, the Christian Jews were saying to the Christian non-Jews, Jesus did everything for you, but now you have to do this. And they were trying to add on Jewish customs, Jewish law, Jewish religion to Christians. And, and there, was, there, was, there was a confusion there. And so they had this, all the big heavy hitters, uh, the, the apostles and the church leaders, they all came together after a few years of struggling with this. They came together and they said, hey, what is this? Are, are we Christians? Are we saved by faith? Is the sacrifice of Jesus enough for us? Or do we have to add a little bit of this in there? Do we get a, well, well you don't have to do all of it. No, no more animal sacrifices. No, no more going to the temple. But, but you got to do this. You got to follow these laws. You got to follow these rules. And it was confusing to everybody. Like, what is the right thing to do? So they had what we call the Jerusalem Conference where they addressed this issue as Christianity was getting going. So why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? This, this confusion, this trouble was these Christian Jewish people were trying to put this Jewish religion on brand new Christians. And, and they were saying, why, why are we adding all of the, this system? Remember, the system is obey your blessed, disobey your cursed. Why are we trying to add this to, this, to these people? Okay, it's very confusing. And, and, he, and he said this, he goes on to say this. We believe that we are all saved completely and thoroughly the same way by the undeserved grace. We don't deserve it. None of us earn it or live up to it. But this is awesome Christianity, what Jesus did for us. The undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. Later, he goes on, he finishes his thought. He says, and so my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. We should not make it difficult for people. We should not add the old into their life. Now, this doesn't mean that the Ten Commandments and God's moral law is obsolete. It's not. And maybe this is where the confusion came from because God's morality has not changed. God still, hey, listen, I want you to do this and this and this and this, and that's still valid. The difference is, and it's a difference we need to understand, the difference is we are no longer measured by following it. Does God want us to follow? Absolutely. Will our life go better if we follow it? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, if you are deliberately sinning against God right now, stop it. It's hurting you. But know very well, clearly, but it's not affecting your relationship with God. Huge, huge difference. We are no longer measured by, we are no longer judged by our obedience or disobedience. And when, when you and I, when we, when religion, when even Christianity tries to mix and match, we take a little bit of Jesus forgives us, saves us, as long as we don't do this and this and this. Hey, listen, we can't grow. We, 
We can't have both. And this is so clear. In the New Testament, this is so clear. There's a whole letter in the Bible called Hebrews, which I'm not even going to read any of it from you because you just need to read it for yourself. But the, the letter is so clear. Generally, what it says is this. Christianity is so much better than the old law or Judaism or performance-based that the performance-based is obsolete. It no longer matters. It's not a part of our relationship with God anymore. Will we please throw out the old so we can experience the new? And, and, and Galatians also says so many things like this. Here's the thing. If we're trying to mix and match, for if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, listen to this. This is, this is sobering. We need to get this. You have been cut off from Christ. You have now fallen away from grace. It's not a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of grace and a little bit of my obedience and I got to be serious and I got to do this. If we are going to rely on the law, performance, obedience at all, then you're stuck to rely on all of it. It's very clear. This is what Christianity is about. The New Testament says this so much. If you're going to trust in obedience, then Jesus can't help you. Okay, I took care of it. If you want to take care of it on your own, you're on your own. But be warned, if that's what you're, if you're going to trust it a little bit, you better, better, better be ready to trust all of it. Because if you're going to rely on performance this much, then you better do it perfectly because Jesus ain't helping. We can't mix and match this. If, if this is the only thing we could understand, this, this will help us grow in our relationship with God to know that I, I can be with God whether I'm sinning or whether I'm not. My life stinks because I'm sinning and I wish I wasn't a God. You can help me do that. But I can go to you because of Jesus and we, there's nothing between us. We have this great relationship. And if we rely on this at all, can you see how it hurts our relationship with God? Because how many times have we, well, I can't go, God's not going to bless me. God's not going to answer because I'm doing this. That is old thinking that we need to do away with, old thinking. Listen, listen to this one. And it, like I said, you just need to read it. This is Christianity. He says, I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. We can't mix and match this one. Either you and I can accept and believe that Jesus makes us right with God sufficiently, totally, forever, or he doesn't. Not a little bit, not I have to finish it, or he doesn't. And if we don't think he does, then we better follow every single bit. It's not this, I will follow everything and he'll make up for my misses. Can't mix and match like that. Our trust is either totally in him or totally not in him. And it, it, it comes to this. Listen, this is so important for us to understand. It all comes down to this. God wants to be close to us and fill us. And if you and I don't do away with the old, separate ourselves from the old, that the old is no longer. Unless we do that, we, we can never go to God and we can't experience him. Because if we're going to look to this at all, we're trusting in our own merit. And listen, I know some of you are really good, but you're not that good. 
They're just not. None of us, by obedience, deserve an audience with God. We have got to understand that's over. Thank God that's over. Jesus brings us a relationship with God, an audience with God, God's presence in our life. And, and, and finally, I just kind of want to say this. This Christian thing is the only way to know God. There's all kinds of other religions out there. There's all kinds of other ideas. This Jesus paying the penalty of our sin, making us right with God is the only way to God. And if you and I are ever going to, and God wants us to, if we are ever going to be filled with the presence of God, God being one with us and not God being mad at us all the time, but, but us being absolutely right together is only going to come through Jesus. And it is our only hope for growing closer to God and improving our relationship. He, sa- he says this, and this is kind of like this, this Christian prayer for us. This is our hope. This is the direction we're going if we can do away with the old. He says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, God's more than able, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts, not by our performance, not by our obedience, not by our obedience, weighing our disobedience. It is all from God that we just have to accept and, and believe. Christ will make his home in our hearts, As you trust in him, your roots will grow down in God's love and keep you strong. And he goes on and he says, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, but we all, this is what God wants for us, to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully or completely, This is the best part. This is the goal. This is where we're heading. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. If our goal is to be complete, if our goal is to be one with God and grow with God, we will never earn it. We never deserve it. And we have got to get out of our head the old system of Obey, we're blessed. Disobey, we're cursed. Like we never heard it before. Here's here's what God wants for us. Put your faith and trust in what my son did for you. You are never worthy. You never were. You never will be. He took the penalty in which you deserve. The curse for your disobedience. I'm not going to curse you. I'm going to curse him. Jesus was cursed so that you and I could boldly go into the presence of God. That we have free access to God because of Jesus, not because of our performance. And I feel like so many times we are hindered in our going to God because somehow in our head we have this performance still there. I don't know who put it there. I'd like to punch him in the face. But it got there. And we have got to, I'll tell you what, We have got to get rid of that old way of thinking, that old performance-based, and experience God through Jesus. I'm going to pray for us. Let's, Let's talk to God. Father, thank you so much for doing away with the old Jesus. 
thank you for finishing God's plan with the old covenant, with the Jewish religion. It is now over. Thank you, Jesus, for finishing it. Thank you, Jesus, for starting a new agreement, a new covenant. Thank you for Christianity. Nothing else compares to it. I am as right with you as I'll ever be because of Jesus. You can fill me with your Holy Spirit, not because I'm a good person, but because Jesus was a good person in my place. Father, I pray that you will draw every one of us to clearly understand this. May our relationship with you improve because we understand we don't deserve your presence. We don't deserve an audience with you. And may we clearly understand that it is because of what Jesus did for me that I have a right to an audience with you. May our relationship with you grow. May we not be hindered by dragging that old system with us. May we be set free from that system. May the chains be gone off of our life from the old system so we can grow and be with you. I pray because of what Jesus did. Amen.